John 2 beginning at verse number 1 I read today in the name of the Father the Son and of the Holy Ghost and the word of the Lord says it so and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage they were invited and when they wanted wine the mother of Jesus said unto him they have no wine Jesus said unto her woman what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins, firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them to the brim and he said unto them draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine did you catch that when he tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was but the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou kept the good wine until now. In other words, you saved the best for last. This beginning of miracles, this beginning of miracles, did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth. You want to highlight that right there. And manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him i want to declare once again hallelujah that this year is going to be a year of manifestation i said 2017 is going to be a year of manifestation 2016 hallelujah we progressed but our progress our progression has taken us to the place hallelujah where now we're going to see what we were moving towards are you hearing what I'm saying? I, in other words, I came to tell somebody in this place, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. Hallelujah. It's harvest time. Do you believe it in here? I want to talk to you for a little while on the subject, the tipping point. The tipping point. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, add blessing to your word now. Continue to minister to your people this right now word. Hallelujah. As we release it into the atmosphere, Lord God. Hallelujah. Pipe it down, Lord God, in the hearts of your people. That it may resonate with them, hallelujah, throughout the whole year. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now very quickly, just to recap a little bit, hallelujah. One of the things that we declared last night, hallelujah. And, and, and I don't even know if this is a message for the church as a whole. I'll know that if God begins to open doors so that I can preach this message somewhere else. But as for now, all I know is that God is saying to this particular house that you are standing in a prophetic doorway. That you are standing in a prophetic doorway. That this church is standing right now somewhere between where it was and where it is going. Where it was and where it is going. Somewhere between your pain and your promise. How many do believe it in here? And the thing that's amazing, hallelujah, is that I don't know if you can sense it like I can sense it. But there is a drawing. There is a pulling, hallelujah, that is taking place. And that pulling, hallelujah, it's coming from before us and not necessarily behind us. And, I, I, you know, your past will always try to tug at you. But I'm saying to this church that I believe that there are people in this house who are at a place in God right now, hallelujah, where the pull of our destiny is stronger than the tug of our history. I said where the pull of our destiny is stronger than the tug of our history. Is that you in this place, church? And so I wanted to submit and declare in this house, and we started to do that last night, hallelujah, that, that there is something, hallelujah, that's about to happen. That our faith is about to accelerate. I said that our faith is about to accelerate, that there's something that's about to happen. And it's going to begin to happen in us before we begin to see it out of us. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. We are the body of Christ. We are believers. Another thing that we said last night, hallelujah, is that that's how we are defined. We are they that 
believe. And I told you last night that I like that distinction, amen, because it puts us at a contradistinction to those who are uh, rationalistic, amen, and those who are emotionalists. And that's not to say that I'm uh, totally irrational, and that's not to say uh, that I'm unemotional, but that is to say that from henceforth, faith now is the, motiv the motivating factor of my life. Faith has become the motivating factor of my life. And I, one of the things that we said is that faith is how we are defined. We are believers. Uh, uh, faith is what I do. I said last night, faith is actually how I roll. That's how I roll. I, I am a believer. And I, and, I, and I declare that I'm not trying to believe. I'm not hoping to believe. I'm not even thinking about believing. I believe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I believe. Uh, my faith is, is not something that I did. It's something that God gave me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, my faith is something that's living and moving on the inside of me. Hallelujah. My, my faith is not necessarily looking for evidence. Hallelujah. The very fact that I have faith, it's evidence on its own. My faith is not looking for something to stand on. My faith is what I stand on. Amen, somebody. And you got to, I, I needed to say that again because you have to understand that about faith, hallelujah. Because when we declare that we are a people of faith, what we're really saying is that we are a people that's committed to progress. I said we are a people that's committed to progress. I'm going to say it until I get at least 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 amens. We are a people that's committed to progress. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let me get a drink of water. My tongue was cleaving to the roof of my mouth. Hallelujah. We are a people that believes. Amen, somebody. God is about to do something amazing. I believe, and I'm declaring it by faith, hallelujah, that what took 10 years, God's going to do it in one year. And what took one year, God's going to do it in one day. And the reason God's going to do it, I didn't say that to, 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 to make you happy or to try to tap into your emotions. I said that because I really believe, hallelujah, that we no longer have the luxury of time. I said we no longer have the luxury of time. Amen, somebody. So God's not just going to release a harvest. God's going to multiply our harvest. If you believe it in here, shout glory. glory. Yes, 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 hallelujah. But how many of you understand that when it comes to progress... Uh, progress is often met with resistance. I think we said that yesterday too. Progress is often met with resistance. Every time I try to do right, I need some real people in here. There's always something that's trying to stop me, uh, something trying to get in the way and block me from progressing. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, another thing about process that we mentioned yesterday is that it, it is incremental, it's slow. Ever notice that process or progressing takes time? So much time sometimes that you can't even tell whether or not you're making any headway? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we even determined, hallelujah, that it's something like uh, our fingernails and, and our hair. Amen, hallelujah. We never see the growth while it is taking place. Amen. You don't see your nails growing. You don't necessarily see your hair while it's growing. Hallelujah. But you just wake up one day and determine, I got to get it cut because it grew. And so it is with progress. You, you don't necessarily see it happening. Hallelujah. Because it needs a little bit of history. It needs a little bit of time. It needs distance before you can look back. You have to walk with God for a little while before you can look back and determine, uh, as I look through the process of history, I've made some I've made some progress. I couldn't even tell you more or less where I pinpointed uh, exactly how I made that progress or where, but I've made some progress. And I, one of the things we mentioned last night also very quickly was simply that the, uh, the best way to see progress or measure progress oftentimes is through contrast. You remember that? Through contrast. Sometimes you don't realize you made progress until you bump into somebody you knew from way back when. And then after bumping into that person and talking to that person for a little while, you begin to realize, yeah, I've come along. 
I've come a long way. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You go to that class reunion. You go to that high school class reunion. Hallelujah. You start talking about start talking to some of those people you used to roll with, and you realize at that moment that God has been really good. God has been really good to you. One of the things we mentioned last night, I won't get into today, is that the church as a whole has progressed. The church as a whole has progressed. Amen, somebody? One of the things I did mention was that be weary of affiliating with churches that define themselves by what they do not do rather than by what they do. You got a lot of churches that come, hallelujah, from small churches, hallelujah, who define themselves by what they did not do. And always talked about what they did not do. And in essence, by doing so, never really did much. We, we want to be the kind of church that defines ourselves by what we do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not just what we don't do. And those churches would try to out-holy each other. Because we don't do this and we don't do that. And, we don't, and it was a spiritual contest to see who was the most holy. But they weren't reaching the homeless. They weren't reaching the lost. You don't hear what I'm saying. Because they defined themselves simply by what they did not do. But in retrospect, as a whole, the church has made some progress. Yeah, 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 yeah. The church has, has come from, hallelujah, watch this, one time not being able to watch or own a television to owning TV stations. From not being able to go to the movies to producing movies for the honor and the glory of God. The church has made some progression. Amen, somebody. Watch this, hallelujah. But every so often, you get to a moment, a moment where progress leads you to something that happens immediately, hallelujah. Where God reaches down and takes time out of the equation, hallelujah. And we, we mentioned last night, hallelujah, that whenever God uh, wants to process something, he puts it in time. And he interjects time into the equation. And I gave it a quick illustration. That was the illustration of Adam. When Adam fell and he sinned and death came in and death reigned, God kicked Adam out of the garden, hallelujah, and did not let him partake of the tree of life. There was another tree in there called the tree of life. God did not let him partake of that tree. And most people look at that as a punishment, but it was not a punishment. It was God's grace. I said it was God's grace because if Adam partakes of the tree of life in his fallen state, he remains, listen, eternally in his fallen state without any hope of redemption. And so God says, hallelujah, I got to kick you out. Watch this. And that is my grace because I've made provision. I've made preparations. I'm going to fix it, but I have to move you out of your position. I got to take you now. Watch this, Adam. I got to put you in I got to put you in time. How many of you remember that? I got to put you in time. I got to put you in time on time, give you a span of days called a lifetime so then I can send Christ into time, redeem you just in time before I pull you back out of time for all time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I'm going to try that one more time. I got to put you in time, hallelujah, on time, and then I got to give you a span of days called a lifetime so that I can send Christ, hallelujah, into time to redeem you on time just before I take you back out of time for all time. Whenever God wants to process something, he puts it in time. He interjects time into the equation. Oh, God, have mercy in here. But there is a difference between process and promotion. I said there's a difference between process and promotion. And this is where we are, hallelujah, as a church. And one of the things that I emphasized last night, hallelujah, is that we are, watch this, and I'm speaking to HPC, and everybody connected to HPC, and everybody in this place under the sound of my voice, that we are at a tipping point. At a tipping point, when you talk about a tipping point, you are talking about something that is irreversible and unstoppable. Once you get to the tipping point, hallelujah, it's coming. Oh God, are you hearing what I'm saying? It is coming. And I, and I gave the illustration, hallelujah, because, uh, you know, I got four kids. And, uh, you know, we like to hang out. And every time I go to the theme park, my little guys want to play in the water park. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any parents in the house? 
And in the water park, hallelujah, most water parks, they have this nice little water play area. And while they are playing in that water area, going down the slides, running around in the sprinklers or whatever, there's this huge bucket. There's this huge bowl. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And while they're playing, that bowl is being filled. And while they're playing, that bucket is being filled. And while they're playing, that bucket is being filled. And while they're playing, that bucket is being filled. Hallelujah. Then it gets to the point where it is filled to the brim. Stay with me. Filled to the brim. And it's almost as though the kids know it. Don't ask me how they know it. I don't know if they see that thing dripping. I don't know if they're looking up in anticipation. But when that thing is about to tip, they know. And they all come running to get under it because they know at that point, the tipping point, it is inevitable. It is unstoppable and it is irreversible. It is coming down. And it is coming down real fast. Look at somebody real quick and say, get under it. Get under it, hallelujah, because it's about to come down. It's irreversible. It's unstoppable. And when it comes down, it's going to come down really fast. Do you believe it in here, church? Listen, I gave you the illustration yesterday, hallelujah, of picturing with me the fact that we put a car on the altar. Could you imagine that? I think one fits up here, too. We put a car up on this altar, and uh, let's just say that I had somebody here helping me, somebody real strong, maybe like Pastor Justin, come up here, hallelujah, and he, and he was up here helping me lift the car, amen? And, and, and we were lifting the car. As we were lifting the car, in order to tip it over, understand that immediately gravity was going to work against us, Amen? And it's going to be hard to pick it up. So we're going to have to use a lot of effort. We're going to have to use a lot of muscle. We're going to have to use a lot of strength in order to get that car up, in order to progress. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then watch this. But as we do so, when we get somewhere around here, this is the place called the tipping point. Once we get to that place, hallelujah, all of a sudden the thing that was working against you uh, begins to work for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And not only, watch this, it's almost as though the center of gravity shifts. Somebody shout shift. Uh, God, I believe something happened last night while we were here. Hallelujah. Watch this. And, 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 and when the center of gravity shifts, that thing starts to come down. And here's what you got to catch. And you know this to be true. That thing comes down faster. Then the process it took to get it up. I said it comes down faster than the process it took to get it up. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's where we are. Hallelujah. Prophetically, I believe as a church, we are at the tipping point. Hallelujah. And it's about to come. And when it comes, it's going to come real fast. It's going to come so fast that it's going to cause people to scratch their heads, perplexed, hallelujah, wondering how in the world did you get from here to there in just one moment, hallelujah. And we won't have a choice but to give God the glory. Do you believe it in this place, church? Hallelujah. The first miracle that Jesus does, he does, hallelujah, at a wedding. And we said, hallelujah, notice this story, very powerful. Uh, they run out of wine, and I can't get into all what, what that means. I, I told you last night a little bit about it, but I want to get to what I have today before I run out of time. Uh, they run out of wine, hallelujah, in that day that was considered a crisis because their parties would go about seven days. A wedding would take about seven days, hallelujah, and if the host ran out of food and drink, it would be an embarrassment to him and to that family, hallelujah. So for them, it was a crisis situation. Mary goes to Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus, goes to Jesus and said, they ran out of wine. Do something. <laughs> and Jesus hadn't even done a miracle yet. And Jesus says, why are you coming to me? What have I to do with you, he said. And then he looked at her and gave her a theological answer and said, mine hour has not yet come. In other words, this is not scheduled for right now. It is not the right time. When she hears him say that, she moves her eyes from him, looks at his servants and says, whatever he says to do, do it. 
And what you need to understand, hallelujah, is that her faith, because she believes he can do something. I said she believes he can do something. I don't know if that moment she's recalling the angelic visitation she got. I don't know if that moment she's uh, recollecting what she was pondering in her heart when the angel spoke to her about her child and what he would do. Hallelujah. But somehow, way, she knew that he could do something about the situation. So she looked at him and said, do something. When he said, it's not time, she looked at the disciples and said, whatever he says, do it. And her faith began to accelerate the process. It was not time, but her faith began to accelerate the process. Oh God, help me in here. There is a faith, hallelujah, that will bring about unscheduled blessings. I said there is a faith that exists that would bring about unscheduled blessings. It's not time, but her faith begins to accelerate the process. And notice what Jesus says after that. He tells the men, get the water pots. Fill the water pots. There were six water pots. Fill them to the brim. Fill them to the very top. Fills them to the very top. Then he tells one of them, draw from the water and give it to the governor. Now, if I was that guy, I would have been a little nervous. Because I'm thinking I'm bringing that guy water. I'm looking at it. It's water. But the Bible says, it doesn't even let us know exactly when. But all we know is that one second it was water. And the next second it was wine. Oh, God. In other words, you better hear the word of the Lord. We're going from water to wine. And time and process is being taken out of the equation. Because... Of the crisis because there is a crisis we do not have the luxury of time and so God says watch this because of the crisis we need it now because of the crisis we need it now we ain't got time to grow the grapes we ain't got time to harvest them. We ain't got time to ferment them. Hallelujah. We ain't got time to kick off our shoes and crush them. Are you hearing me? Or filter them. We need it now. So God says, I'm taking time and process out of the equation because of the crisis. The world that we are living in right now is in a crisis. I said the world that we are living in right now is in a crisis. And I want to submit to you prophetically that the pots are full. The pots are full, hallelujah, full to the brim. Six pots represents the number of man. This world is full of man, full of man's system, full of man's philosophy, hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This world is in trouble. This world is full of, hallelujah, racism still. This world is full of terrorism, hallelujah. This world is still full of hate, homicide, suicide. Do you hear what I'm saying? Our economy is doing gymnastics, hallelujah. The world is in desolation. The pots are full and we are in a crisis. And God is saying, hallelujah, because of the pending, pressing crisis, we're going to go from water to wine in a moment. <laughs> Do you believe that in here? Do you believe that in here? Because of the pending crisis, hallelujah, we're going to go from water to wine in a moment we are going to the next thing and we're going to go to the next thing in one moment do you believe it in here oh god have mercy in here hallelujah watch this this is what i didn't tell you yesterday when you hear this kind of word a prophetic word a prophetic word always has a this don't make no kind of sense element to it a prophetic word always has it. This don't make no kind of sense element to it. And, and I want to teach you something very quick because if you try to process what I'm talking about in your mind alone, you're going to have a hard time. Because this is not something or the kind of word that you wrap your mind around. This is the kind of word you wrap your faith around. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? And if, if you like to study your Bible like me, you will notice that in your Bible, uh, the words of the Bible use uh, a lot of masculine and feminine tense words. Masculine and feminine tense words. 
Are you, let me give you an example because we've been talking about wisdom on Wednesdays. Wisdom is a feminine tense word. When the Bible talks about wisdom, it refers to wisdom as a she. The Bible says, hearken unto her and she shall promote thee. Wisdom has lifted up her voice. She is better or more valuable than gold and silver and diamonds and rubies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word soul, bear with my voice, saints. The word soul is a feminine tense word. David is a man, yet David says, my soul shall make her boast. Her boast in the Lord. It is a feminine tense word. Watch this. The word spirit is a masculine tense word. Put on the new man or put on the hidden man. Talking about the spirit. It is a masculine tense word. Watch this. Uh, faith is a masculine tense word. Uh, patience is a feminine tense word. Let patience have her perfect work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, you, you get what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. When you really begin to understand that yeah, you don't read your Bible the same because you understand that if faith is masculine and faith got together with patience, they would produce a child called joy. Are you blessed in here, church? Watch this, but there's a reason I'm saying this. The reason I'm saying this is simply this, hallelujah. Let me give you a visual now. If you go to the garden, you have Adam and you have Eve. I want you to see them in the tense that we just talked about, amen? You have Adam the masculine and you have Eve the feminine. You have Adam the spirit, you have Eve the soul. When God speaks, God does not speak to the soul. He speaks to the spirit. So when Adam talks in the garden, he doesn't talk to Eve. He talks to Adam. And when it came down to the command not to eat from the tree, he talks to Adam. And it is Adam's responsibility now to cover his bride, to cover his wife. Oh God, he is her covering because she is fragile. And so he has to take the hits. Man, sometimes you have to take the hits. I can't go there. Hallelujah. He has to take the hits for her. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's his responsibility to make sure that she's not having that conversation with that snake in the first place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so when God speaks, hallelujah, he speaks to the spirit man. When the devil speaks, he does not speak to the spirit. He speaks to the emotions. The emotions are in the soul. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the devil comes, he will always speak to the soulish man. And that's why Satan is speaking to her and trying to confuse her in her understanding. So when a prophetic word goes out, you have to understand that a prophetic word is trying to get your mind out of the driver's seat. To put your spirit in that driver's seat. So that your spirit becomes the ruling part of you and the one that's leading the way and not your mind. That's why the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your your path. Ah, God. You are made up of spirit, soul, and body. Your body gives you world consciousness. It's how you tap into the world. Hallelujah. Your soul gives you self-consciousness. Your spirit gives you God consciousness. You communicate spirit to spirit. His spirit tells my spirit that I am a child of God. I don't know I'm a child of God in my head. I know in my spirit. My head will catch up later. And if you try to receive a prophetic word and process a prophetic word that comes from an eternal God with a finite mind, you are not going to receive it. 
So when I say we're going from water to wine, it's going to require your faith. You got to mix that word with faith in order for it to profit you. Are you blessed in here, church? If you're blessed so far, shout glory in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to become captive in the mentality where we find ourselves trying to process a word, hallelujah, that comes from an eternal God with a finite mind. When the age of reason migrated to the West, we started running our churches like they were schools. Can I say something in here? And we begin to study God as though he was some object to be studied. And, and what we did was we, we tried to study God forensically. Assuming that if we just dissect his parts, we may come to know him. Not understanding that it was not the will of God for him to be studied per se, but rather to be experienced. Oh God, have mercy in this place. Hallelujah. So that word is coming to get your mind out of the driver's seat. Because what God is about to do in this place and in your life does not fit the confines of your understanding. His thoughts are above your thoughts. And his ways are above your ways. Hallelujah. Is somebody catching what I'm talking about in this place? Hallelujah. So whenever church begins to develop a prophetic voice, hallelujah, that church has to be willing to stand even in the absence of evidence and declare in my spirit, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Yeah, in my spirit, hallelujah, I don't see it. I don't have the evidence. I don't have the proof, hallelujah. I can't show you how, but all I know is that some way, somehow, in my spirit, I can hear it. I can hear it, hallelujah. Many of you are looking for a breakthrough, but let me just submit to you, hallelujah, that you hear a breakthrough. I can hear a breakthrough coming like a locomotive, hallelujah, down a track. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I understand that hearing precedes manifestation. I said hearing always precedes manifestation. You always hear the jetliner coming before you see the jetliner coming because hearing comes first. I don't have to see it. I heard it and I don't need the evidence. I know what I hear in my spirit and whether you see it or not does not change anything. I will stand in the absence of evidence and say, thus saith the Lord. That's why that same prophet who said, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain told his servant, go out there now to see if you can see what I hear. And the servant goes out and he comes back and he says, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, thinking that coming back to tell him that he didn't see it was going to discourage the man of God. And we need more men of God like this man of God. Who when people come back and say they don't see it, they don't get discouraged and they don't change what they say. But they stand there in the absence of evidence and say, go look again. I ain't changing what I said. I know what I hear. I know what I hear in my spirit. Go back. And he goes back and he says, I still don't see it. And then he says, so then you got to go back again. Because the problem ain't with what I hear and the problem ain't with the word of God. The problem is with your ability to see. So go back again. Hallelujah. And he goes back a fourth time and he goes back a fifth time and he goes back a sixth time. <clears throat> and he goes back a seventh time. The seventh time. The Bible says he saw, he saw a little cloud. Not much. A little cloud. The size of a man's hand. So he comes back. I see a little cloud now. I see a little cloud now. And the man of God says, get out of here. Go tell King Ahab to jump on his chariot and fly off this mountain. And tell him not to look back and to, to, to ride really fast. Lest the rain come and catch him. Because it's coming. Oh, I said it's coming. It's inevitable and it's irreversible. And what he was really saying is that when it comes, 
when it comes, it's going to come real fast. Oh God, I wish somebody, hallelujah, who has faith will receive what I'm trying to release in this place. When it comes, it's going to come really fast. And God is saying, you better move, hallelujah, because it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, hallelujah. Do I have a church in this place? Oh God. Oh, I'm running out of time. Watch this. There are four lepers. In 2 Kings chapter 7, I ain't got time to go to the text, but check it out for yourself. 2 Kings chapter 7, four lepers. Watch this. There is a prophet. They are outside of the city gates. There is a prophet inside the city. Watch this. The prophet gets up and says, thus saith the Lord. Now, he's saying this, watch this, after there has been a three and a half year famine, a three and a half year drought. Have you ever been in a dry place a long time? I need some real people in here. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in a dry place a long time? Gets up, watch this now, and he declares, by this time tomorrow, the famine is over. Watch this. By this time tomorrow, the famine is over. Watch this. And he's directing that word to the king. <coughs> to the king. So watch this. I need you to come back. We studied a little bit about masculine and female tenses. Okay? King is masculine. Watch this. In essence, I want you to see this in the tense of spirit and soul. He is speaking to the ruling part, which is the king, the one who has dominion. And he gives them the word because God always gives the word to the ruling part of you. Are you in this place? But watch what the Bible says. The Bible goes on to say, but the king had a man on his side. And the Bible says, in whom the king's hand would lean on. He was an advisor. And the Bible says that the king's hand would lean on him. He represents your understanding. That's why the Bible says lean. God help me in here. Lead not on your understanding. And, 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 and watch this. The king don't answer. The understanding answers. Ain't that just like your mind? God's trying to get something in your spirit. And then your mind starts talking. And your mind starts reasoning with God. And all of a sudden, understanding raised its voice. And understanding began to say, how could this be? If God would open windows in heaven, yet even still, this cannot be. Not by tomorrow. That's your mind. That's why you can't receive this kind of word that says, hallelujah, you're in a moment where it's going to happen real fast. Because your mind has a hard time with it. But I ain't come to talk to your mind, nor your understanding today. I came to drop something in your spirit. Watch, 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 watch. He says, how can this be? The prophet looked at him and said, you're going to see it, but you're not going to participate in it. And that's what happens to the people who are led by their understanding. You're going to watch somebody else walk in it. You're going to see it with your own eyes, but you ain't going to participate in it. Watch this now. There are four lepers. They are outside of the outside of the city they did not even hear the word you better catch this because I'll be if I stand in the presence of a man of God that releases a prophetic word hallelujah and then I don't catch it and somebody who wasn't even there to witnesses catches it watch this the lepers are there and they were not in the city and they not they did not hear the prophet but all of a sudden one of the lepers gets up and says, why sit we here and die? And, and that blows me away because I really begin to ask myself, why the question now? If the famine has been going on, oh, do I got anybody who likes to study? If the famine has been going on for three and a half years, why didn't he ask that before? 
Why all of a sudden is he asking the question now? I'll tell you why he's asking the question now. Because a prophetic word has been released. Because a prophetic word has been released into the atmosphere. And even though he didn't hear it directly, God popped the question inside of them. That let them know, hallelujah, I don't know what it is, but I sense like we got to move. I got a sense like we need to move. Does anybody in here catching what I'm saying? Don't let me get happy all by myself, hallelujah. I'll do a lap around this church and one around the parking lot before it's all over, hallelujah, with a bad leg. In Jesus' name. Are you blessed in here, church? So watch this. Watch this. The lepers begin to move. Begin to move. They said, why sit we here and die? If we go back, we die. If we stay here, we die. You better catch this, you who just walked into 2017. If we go backwards, we die. If we stay where we're at, we die of stagnation. Nothing is promised ahead. It's risky, but we're going anyway. There's uncertainty, but we're going anyway. And they decide, hallelujah, if we're going to die, I'm going to die as close to food as I possibly can. So we're going to go into the enemy's camp. And they start walking towards the enemy's camp. Watch this. And now there's four men walking. This is a small group. The steps of four men walking can't sound that loud. But here's what I want you to understand. While they were walking, God was working. <laughs> I said while they were walking, God was working. And what you didn't know, hallelujah, in 2016 is that while you were walking, God was working. <laughs> I said while you were walking, God was working. Watch this. And God took the steps the sound of four men walking. Hallelujah. We don't got to be a mega church. You better hear this pastor. Watch this. The steps of four men walking. And God let that sound come up into the atmosphere. And when that sound came up into the atmosphere, God began to multiply the sound. And when he had multiplied the sound enough, he piped it back into the enemy's camp so that when the enemy heard the sound it sounded like a multitude of armies that were coming and when the enemy heard the sound of four men who said i ain't staying where i was i'm oh god help me in here when, when the sound of four men who decided we're going to move forward, we're not going backwards, and now we're, gonna, we're not going to stay where we were. We're going to go. Oh, God, help me. All of a sudden, the enemies heard the sound, got scared, and cleared the camp. Watch this. And when the lepers got there, there was no fight. There was no war. But because of the crisis, there was, uh, there was no time for a battle. There was no time for any kind of process. So God removed the process and he took the battle out of the equation. And in one day, four poor men became rich. You don't hear what I'm saying. In one day, they went from water to wine. From one day, they went from poverty to wealth hallelujah do you believe god can do that oh i need some real people in here i said do you believe god can shift it do you believe that you are in a moment right now hallelujah where your faith is about to accelerate and god's about to cause a shift where we go from water to wine hallelujah where we go hallelujah from process to promotion in a moment Can I have five more minutes, church? Whew. I came to release something in here. When they got there, there was no fight. There was no enemy. They went expecting a fight. 
They weren't expecting opposition. They weren't expecting to run into enemy. Because you know, in a, lot, in a lot of our churches, we teach you to look for the devil more than to look for God. And so we go into situations just expecting the devil. But when they got there, there was no devil. There was no fight. There was no battle. There was no process. Only spoils. I said only spoils to be taken. Ooh. I wonder if anybody's catching what I'm saying in this place. Hallelujah. What God began to drop in my spirit, some of y'all are not even ready for. You don't hear what I'm saying. Watch this. Well, let me go back a minute. When, when the prophet said, in my spirit, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And that cloud came. The Bible says, in no time, immediately, the whole sky went black. And the prophet told King Ahab, who represents the world, who represents, hallelujah, the government system of this world, who represents secularism. He said unto him, get thee off this mountain, lest the rain come and stop you, because it's coming fast. And the Bible says, you better catch this, the Bible says that Ahab jumped on a chariot and started riding, riding like the wind. But then all of a sudden, now this is crazy, I, I, this is crazy. I don't know if you've read this. Some of you know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, you got to picture this. Try, try to envision this. Envision Ahab, you know, yeah, yeah, just going, hallelujah, on a chariot, full speed with horses. And all of a sudden, the prophet, you don't hear me. I can't do it. My leg is messed up. All of a sudden, the prophet starts running. And the prophet is next to the chariot. And then the prophet outruns the chariot. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say, hallelujah, is that the word of God is about to be accelerated. What I'm trying to say, hallelujah, is that your faith is about to accelerate, hallelujah. And God's about to drop something in the church that is so powerful. Watch this, that it's going to outrun, hallelujah, what the world is doing. Do you believe that in this place? Oh God, I feel like preaching. Listen, you have to understand, hallelujah, that chariot represents the technology of that day. God is saying, don't be surprised when I do something so crazy, where I advance the church, hallelujah, where I begin to shock the men of this day, the philosophy of this day, the technology of this day, and start dropping stuff in the church that man can't come up with. And what if I drop the healing of cancer inside of somebody who's full of the Holy Ghost? before I drop it in somebody else. You don't hear what I'm saying. God's about to advance the church. God's about to speed things up. Do you believe it in here? Let me, let me land this play. I hear God saying this is not going to happen just for one or two people either. This is not going to be the kind of thing, hallelujah, where you hear one testimony or two testimonies at the end of the year. But what happens for one is going to happen for everyone. You don't hear what I'm saying. Because the church is coming together. How many of you in this place know, I'm going to finish with this. How many of you in this place know that history often repeats itself? Now I'm going to speak to your spirit. I hope you're ready for me. History often repeats itself. And I want to submit to you that even today, all we're seeing is the repetition of something we saw in the 60s. In the days of the hippies, in the, in the days where uh, a drug culture was crazed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the day where racism was alive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And because we didn't deal with the root of a thing, we ended up dealing with the fruit of a thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so what we're really seeing, hallelujah, is the repetition of what happened in the 60s. The only difference today is that the hippies have cut their hair and they put on suits. And now they're not necessarily, hallelujah, handing out drugs to anybody, but they got on suits and they're handing pharmaceuticals and shoving them down people's throats. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Same thing, different day. You know what that's called? A cycle. Let me just, just hear me out for five more minutes. That is called... 
a cycle. And a cycle just does not go away. It has to be broken. I said it has to be broken. A man comes up to Jesus. I'll close with this story, I promise. A man comes up to Jesus. His name is Jarius. And he tells Jesus, my daughter is dying. She's only 12. Jesus said, let's go to your house. I'm going to do something about that. How many of you know he can? Right. So watch this. He's walking towards his house. And another woman, an older woman, who has had an issue as long as the little girl has been alive. A woman who has had an issue for 12 years. The length of the life of the little girl who has been alive for 12 years. Oh God, help me in here. Now you better catch, you better catch what I'm saying in here. Hallelujah. Because we talked about tenses in the Bible a moment ago. Amen. And just in case you didn't know, woman is usually indicative of church. The word church is a female tense word in your Bible. That's why we're referred to as the bride of Christ. Female tense. Well, what if I submit to you, hallelujah, that these two, these two girls are a picture of two churches. Two churches. One older, one younger. I believe it was Titus who taught us, let the older woman, y'all not ready for me, let the older woman teach the younger. Oh God. So Jesus is on his way to heal the younger. Watch this. But he stands still. In essence, watch this to say, how can I heal the younger? How can I bring up the emerging church if she doesn't have a mentor? And how can the older church mentor her if she's got so many issues? So what does Jesus have to do? As a matter of fact, it's not even Jesus. It's the church that has to recognize we got issues. And the church has to use its faith to reach for Jesus. To catch a healing. So that then Jesus can heal the emerging church after he fixes the issues of the existing church. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? And so watch this. This woman who represents the existing church uses her faith. Watch this. She's bleeding. This is what you got to catch. The church is in a cycle. And it can't stop the cycle. She's in a cycle that does not stop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so she needs to be healed. How do you stop a cycle? Watch this. When a woman gets pregnant, I need you to hear me in the spirit right now. When a woman gets pregnant, her cycle stops. Watch this. At the receiving of seed, the cycle stops and a new cycle begins. But you don't hear what I'm saying. At the receiving of seed, my God, let he who hath an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If you receive seed, if you can receive the prophetic word, if you can receive this kind of word, this kind of word has the to make the cycle stop I said this kind of word has the power to make the cycle stop this woman uses her faith I gotta go this woman uses her faith watch this because when she first looks she's hurting she's bleeding she's tired she ain't got no more money many people right there would say I'm done 
And then on top of that, there's a multitude around Jesus. She can't even see him. She just knows because she's hearing them talk about him that he's over there somewhere. So there is no, no, no easy way. But this woman has faith. And this woman declares, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And you, what you got to understand is that at the hem is what the word is. And in essence, she was saying, I don't even have to touch him. If I could just touch his word, my cycle, oh God, help me here. My cycle will stop. If I can just touch the word, if I can just grab a hold of the word, the word will stop my cycle. And watch this, hallelujah. She goes for it. Not because she has a clear path. Because that's not how faith works. I said, that's not how faith works. She sees one little crack. And she jumps in that crack. And then when she gets past that one, she sees another opening. And then she jumps in that opening. And when she passes that opening, all of a sudden she sees another opening. And she gets in that opening. That's how faith works. Hallelujah. The openings appear as you walk. That's why the just shall walk by. Ah, oh God, hallelujah. Not by sight, hallelujah. I don't have to see the way. I just, I just got to make a move. And once I find the little opening here, that other one will open up. And when I go through that one, another one will open up. And when I go through that one, another one will open up. And when I go through that one, another one will open up. So I came in here today to declare a cycle is broken in Jesus' name. Now somebody who has faith, receive that word. I said receive that word, hallelujah. When you came into this new year, there was a shift. You wrap your mind around that, you're going to have a hard time with it. But if you let that thing hit your spirit. Ooh, we are on the precipice. We are on the verge. HPC. Something's about to hit this house. I don't have the proof. I don't have the evidence. Don't ask me no questions. But in my spirit, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. We are at the tipping point. And what's coming is irreversible. It's unstoppable. It's coming. And when it comes, it's going to come real fast. Ooh, God, help me in here. And it don't matter if you walked in these doors yesterday and connected to this house, it's going to hit you too. It's going to hit you too. That's pretty bold, Pastor. Because you know we're going to be watching now. You can watch all you want. I don't even see it right now, Pastor. That's all right too. You better keep your eyes open. In 2017, you better keep your eyes open, hallelujah. Because I ain't changing what I know I heard on account of the people who say they don't see it. I will stand here before you in the absence of evidence and say, thus saith the Lord. This is going to be a year of manifestation. It's going to be a year of harvest, hallelujah. You're going to see it this year. Not because you've been so good, not because you're so holy, because the world is in a crisis. And we no longer have the time, the luxury of time. And so God is about to raise the church up. Do not be surprised when he starts raising up young people who haven't gone through the process of training, hallelujah, yet get up and prophesy in the name of Jesus in this last day because we're going from water to wine and God is going to accomplish what he said in the earth before it's all said and done 
Do you receive the prophetic word today? Stand to your feet, hallelujah, and give God praise like you received that word. Now, come on, I need a church, hallelujah. Who said, I received that word, I received that word, I received that word. God is about to speed things up, hallelujah. Your faith is about to accelerate. Something happened last night, hallelujah. You can't even explain it. You can't even pinpoint where it happened. But somebody, hallelujah, progressed rapidly. Your faith increased rapidly, hallelujah, in a moment. For the day that we're living in. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. You ain't just going to hear a testimony about one person getting healed in the church. Whole groups in the church are going to experience healing and deliverance at the same time. You think God is finished? There's a harvest that God is yet to collect. It is going to be the greatest harvest humankind has ever seen. The church is about to arise. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Woo! Who are you? I am a believer. Faith is the motivating factor of my life. Faith is who I am. Faith is what I do. Faith is how I roll. Woo! Hallelujah! My God, I don't know if you hear it. I don't know if you hear it. I'm talking to you and I'm hearing waters. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Hallelujah. Woo. Spirit of the living God, manifest your glory. Manifest your glory. Jesus began to do miracles and manifested forth his glory in John chapter 2. Manifest your glory, God. In this place, in this year, in a mighty way, hallelujah. 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 I feel like worshiping, hallelujah. 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 Come on, if you got waters moving on the inside of you, hallelujah, release the waters. I'm not ashamed, hallelujah, of the move of God. I'm not ashamed of the supernatural i will not make no excuse hallelujah for the supernatural i don't serve a weak distraught god the world has made jesus out to be a man but the god that i serve is not natural he is supernatural in your spirit that's where you receive this kind of word in your spirit hallelujah hallelujah Woo. baptize somebody in here Hallelujah, I serve a mighty God. I serve a powerful God. Hallelujah. I serve a God who's living on the inside of me. My faith has a life of its own. 
you push up on it and it will push back that's why it's a shield of faith it's not something I did it's something God gave me oh God we gotta go glory up on this altar. I don't know if you feel it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonder what would happen if we didn't come to church with the attitude that says, God, touch me. God, I need you to touch me. But like the woman with the issue of blood, you say, God, I got issues. And you might not be walking in my direction. And so I'm coming to you. And I'm going to touch you because I need you now. I'm in a crisis and my faith needs to accelerate the process. I wish somebody would use their faith. I wish somebody would use their faith in this room, hallelujah. I can't wait another year. I ain't got another year, hallelujah. I need to hear a breakthrough and I need to hear a breakthrough coming right now, right now, right now, right now. I need a breakthrough in my house. I need a breakthrough in my marriage. I need a breakthrough in the life of my kids. I need a breakthrough. I need a